Welcome to the Take Podcast, where we seek the news that isn't considered popular or relevant enough in today's media landscape, and some things that are. World news and topics from all continents, yes, even Antarctica, ranging from environmental, culture, politics, history, and economics. With that being said, I'd also like to give a shout out to a conscious hip-hop artist from Wisconsin by the name of Waterstyle. Not only is she lyrically gifted, but she's also the producer of 612 Beats. So, thank you, Waterstyle, for what you contribute to the culture and definitely to the excellent music that people will be hearing right here on the Take Podcast and also on Patreon. So without further ado, Let's jump into this episode. And as always, feel free to reach out and keep this an interactive experience. Welcome back to the Take Podcast with your host, Sean D. James. And as stated in the update to Growth and Development, this week's episode is going to be focusing on countries without extradition. So, why did I choose the subject of extradition? Three reasons. The poll results of episode three. The 2016 movie Snowden, also one of my top 10 movies of all time. And the current geopolitical world issues. With what has become known as a proxy war in Eastern Europe between Russia and Ukraine, to the visit to Taiwan by U.S. Speaker of the House of Representatives, one Nancy Pelosi, even after being warned by China not to do so during the summer, and the many conflicts ongoing across Africa, the thing that comes to mind is How far are countries willing to go to be able to call themselves the winner? For years, people like to throw the phrase, we are about to be in World War III. From threats of war with North Korea by former President Trump to the U.S. talking about Russia and or China starting the next world war with NATO as a first-line defense. While all these have the potential to happen as outright open warfare, the one thing that remains constant and true is that technology is the key to a victory. This brings me to the subject of extradition. For those of you who have never heard of Edward Snowden or saw the movie Snowden, then let me give you some background here. Snowden is a 2016 biographical thriller that details the events of former CIA subcontractor and whistleblower Edward Snowden, 
who was portrayed by actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who had leaked classified information from the NSA to the public in 2013. He did this while in China and planned to sneak out of the country to Latin America by way of Russia. <laughs> so, my guy, Smooth, was like, yo, this information come out, I'm going to make damn sure I'm not in the U.S. for this. I'm going to be out of the country in another country trying to get to my final destination country by way of another country. We jet-setting out here. <laughs> we are literally... What bar hopping? No, that's bar hopping. That's that's so freshman year in college, man. Come on, you gotta step your game up. You gotta go country hopping. What? You gotta piss your government off and go country hopping. It's the only way to do things nowadays. <laughs> now, for those of you who may remember the name Joseph Gordon Levitt, it's most likely because of. The 2010 film Inception. I'm gonna piss some people off here. I know I am. Yeah, I fully found that movie to be overrated. I mean, out the ass overrated. The, that that was something that should just been on a sci-fi channel. If Blockbuster still existed, that would have been one of those straight to DVD type of movies. I I just could not watch that movie and be like. Oh my god, that movie was so great. It was it was a hype movie for me and it, it took away any appeal. But in 2012 he did star in the movie The Dark Knight Rises. That was decent. That that was that was decent. And then he followed that up with a comedy. I swear, if if you want a random comedy movie to watch, that's gonna result in some good random laughs about seeing a single guy trying to find love like randomly oh my god you gotta see Don John D-O-N-J-O-N like that movie was hilarious and one of the random movies that I actually say Scarlett Johansson played a good role like her character was just so random from everything I've seen her play in that it was like that's one of the best roles she's ever done in her career for me yes I'm talking about, even though they were Black Widow that Black Widow character like this movie was just like yeah this is this is right there the Black Widow character for me but back to the subject on hand well Seeing as he leaked that information, the U.S. government said, fuck that. Revoke his passport now. And they did this while he was in Russia. Yeah. He almost made it to South America like he planned on doing. Almost, man. Almost. Just one plane ride away. Now, they tried to have him extradited back to the U.S., but Russia 
wanted a swap for people of interest to them. So Russia said, hey, no problem. He leaked government information? What? He, he, he released information on government program? What? Y'all want him back? No problem. Yo, we got no problem doing, doing that. We'll give him back to you for an exchange. An exchange of what? Some people that we find of interest. Not, hey, you got some prisoners, you know, you got somebody that is in prison or jail and we need that person because they committed a crime over here or, hey, this person committed a crime. It's not their person of interest. So we're going to need them and we'll give you your, you know, your criminal. <laughs> you know, we'll give you this whistleblower in exchange for some potential you know, whistleblowers over there that you have. They ain't blowing whistles, but they humming a little too loud. Maybe we want them. Yeah. Well, this resulted in Snowden being restricted to the airport terminal for over a month. Since he was considered a man without a country. Bruh. For a month, you lived in an airport terminal. What? This is similar to the plot of that movie with uh, Tom Hanks, the uh, the terminal, where he was traveling from his country. When he lands in New York at JFK, it turns out his country had a coup. The U.S. government didn't recognize the country. And the Customs and Border Patrol said, hey, um, my God, listen to what we're telling you. Your country went to war. Yeah, there was a coup. They took over. And the U.S. does not recognize them. As such, your passport is irrelevant to us. Like, it's your passport is, is basically considered a fake almost. Like, you have no country. We don't recognize your government. We can't let you into the U.S. And we can't let you leave this airport and go back there so what happens he lives inside the airport and the terminal so the thought of hey you ever had that feeling you just you know oh my god i can't wait to get on this plane i want to land i want to enjoy this vacation oh i can't wait to get back home oh my god i can't wait to with these people oh my god this plane flight's gonna be long oh i hate waiting inside these airports and these terminals oh my god well, imagine having to live that feeling for a month. Like, hey, how are you providing for yourself? Where, are you, how how are you washing up? Like that, like you have a bathroom. You know, you're gonna use the bathroom, but now that means you have to go right to that that little little market, go buy a toothbrush and toothpaste, brush your teeth. Was like, well, damn. What are you doing for blankets? Like, do, or do, is this airport going to provide you with a blanket and a cot to go sleep in? Are you going to go sleep in like on a holding cell somewhere? <laughs> what do you do at that point? I, I, the concept of being restricted to a terminal in an airport is so disheartening. Like for me, that is, you basically just put me in in jail. It's like, but you get to walk around. So I'm on a yard. Yard time. Fresh air. Go outside. 
<laughs> Alright, go back to your cell. Alright, I'm gonna go sit on this bench over here and try to kick my feet up on an angle. Like, that is... Oh, that is terrible to me. So with the U.S. applying pressure to all the countries along his flight path to Latin America, the only safe choices was to apply for asylum in Russia. Which they granted. <laughs> yeah, they said, hey, we're not doing a prisoner exchange, and he's been here for a month, I mean. Yeah, sure, you're in asylum. You have no country. You're a man without a country. You want to apply for asylum? No problem. To this day, he still lives in Russia with his then-girlfriend, now-wife, Lindsay Mills, and their child. So in 2013, I mean, we're, we're coming up on almost 10 years now. He has resided in Russia because the U.S. government want that ass. <sighs> well, this then leads us to the next person of interest. The founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Paul Assange, who stated, while Venezuela and Ecuador could protect him in the short term, over the long term, there could be a change in government. In Russia, he's safe. The thought of that, hey, the U.S. wants this prisoner. You think one of these two South American countries wouldn't give him up? You think there wouldn't be a regime change? And one of those countries go, hey, you know, the U.S. could use some stuff. We need to, you know, maybe mend some fences here or there. Offer this guy up. In exchange for, you know, this and that. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> like, that sounds that sounds good to me. Like, yeah, it sounds good to me too. The fact that Russia wasn't playing ball with the U.S. This has me go, yeah, I, I agree. You're better off staying in Russia. You'll be okay. Now, Assange himself is on the U.S. shit list. For publishing a series of leaks in 2010, yeah, three years before Snowden, that focused on Afghanistan, Iraq, and amongst other things, with allegations of sexual misconduct by Sweden, an arrest warrant was issued, and according to Assange, this was the pretext to his extradition to the United States. So, allegations of sexual misconduct. Not, there was some sexual misconduct and we have an arrest warrant for him because we noticed that. It was like, there was no, camp, no there, was, there was allegations of it and we need to bring him in. Okay. Yeah, this is the U.S. working with a friendly nation to get my ass. Fuck. He lost his battle against the courts, so he breached bail and gained asylum at the Ecuadorian embassy. 
in London from August of 2012 until April of 2019. Now, I've already stated, my man Snowden had to do a month in a Russian airport terminal. For one month, he lived in a terminal. Assange. Oh my God. My guy did almost seven years. What was that? Almost seven years. <laughs> almost seven years at an embassy. They let you chill in an embassy seeking asylum for seven years. The United States wants you. They're trying to get you from Sweden. You say, fuck that. I'm jumping. I'm a bell jumper. And I'm going to go to London. And I'm going to hide out in the Ecuadorian embassy. Wow. <laughs> now, here's the funny thing. That was in April of 2019. It's now November of 2022. He has since been imprisoned in Belmarsh Prison. Or should I say her, I mean, his majesty's prison, Belmarsh. As a class A men's prisoner. I guess he was right about Snowden. He wasn't going to be safe in the long term. So, should you piss the U.S. government off? What country would you look to go to? Has that even crossed your mind before? Well, I mean, in all honesty, that depends on your alleged crimes of correction. While doing this research, I learned of dual criminality. something akin to double jeopardy if a crime that you are being extradited for does not exist in the country you chose to hide in then the extradition looks extremely less likely only three countries have this rule or condition a part of their extradition treaty rules so, Japan, Luxembourg, and the Caribbean island of St. Keats and Nevis. Hmm. Well, let's see. On a previous episode, I talked about Japan and dual citizenship. So, I guess they won't truly want to get down. Luxembourg, well, yeah, money talks. And the Caribbean island of St. Keats and Nevis covered them as well. When we talked about getting dual citizenship, hmm. Once again, I said it. If you're looking at that citizenship, choose wisely. The question to ask yourself is what continent? 
has tolerable weather? Are they even a recognized country by the United States? And can you thrive there, making best for you and yours if not traveling alone? You see, the Ukraine-Russian war and potential invasion of Taiwan by China are prime examples of choosing wisely. Unlike Ukraine, Taiwan is not a recognized country or territory by the U.S. So, remember how in episode 2, me and Prince Akeem discussed the Buffalo shooting? And I said, well, it's funny because that same time, while that was going on here in the East Coast, on the West Coast, an elderly gentleman turned around and... Hmm, let's see. Chained the doors of a church, had tried to kill the parishers there who were there celebrating and end up being able to stop him, but only after he killed, he shot and killed one of them. Yeah, as of right now, he's actually still... I believe it's in Orange County Jail. Still awaiting trial. The proper trials procedures. I believe he's actually in... He just finished doing pre-trial. So... When this incident happened... He's Chinese. And they recognize as Taiwanese. Yet, what did I say in the episode? There is no embassy for Taiwan why because it is not a recognized country or territory so when Nancy Pelosi you know during the summer flew over there and current president Joe Biden says oh if China attacks we're going to stop them we're going to defend Taiwan Let's be honest, it's about money and resources. That's the only reason why you even care to back Taiwan if some shit pops off with China. Because it's going to affect us because of money and resources. If it's just about money and not the resources, then that's the short term versus long term plan here. Yeah, fuck Taiwan. That'll be the that'll be the presidential cabinet's sentiment. But seeing as it affects both, well, we can't allow that to happen now, can we? Similar to that of Taiwan is Palestine, Azerbaijan, and Georgia who itself was invaded by Russia in 2008. Yeah, that same Palestine that has its issues with Israel, who the U.S. acknowledges, supplies, and turns a blind eye to. Yet, we're all about that democracy and diplomacy. Come on, guys. We gotta 
we gotta talk this out. We we need to come to the table. We gotta we gotta discuss things. Or the conflicts between Armenia and Azerbaijan right now. Yeah. Choose wisely, people. So, if you're okay with a 30-hour flight at around, say, 3,000 U.S. dollars and don't mind alcohol limitations and Islamic laws, maybe Brunei in Southeast Asia could be a place for you. Perhaps Montenegro or Tanzania to Botswana or Uganda are more to your liking. Hmm. Options, options, options. Let's weigh them. These are but a few, and I do mean a few, choices out there for you. I've learned quite a lot from these searches, and I have to admit, some places are very appealing. <laughs> like, once again, I have to reference episode three. You see, you see, I have no problem leaving my comfort of Jersey and saying, let's see what's like abroad. Two countries that I would think of last is actually the two who we could potentially go to war with. And when I say we, I'm talking about the U.S., China and Russia. And that's for many reasons outside of the climate ones. Look, I like the cold. I like seeing it, but I definitely define warm parts of Russia if I had to go there. And China, I'm not trying to live compact. I would have to seriously get land in an open mountainous region area. Or, hell, you got all those mega cities out there that's built, those communities that nobody live in. With all the, you know, mortgage bubble shit that's going on with them right now. Just give me an entire apartment building. How much? You need money, right? Uh, I'll give you 5.2. Still random numbers out there. I'll give you 5.2 million for it. Yeah? Yeah, we'll make that work. All right, boom. I'm coming with a squad of 50 people. We're gonna, we want to hold down this entire apartment building. <laughs> it has 20 floors. 20 floors. Okay. I'm on this end, you're on that end, that's 40 people right there, and somebody wants to live outside on the roof, they want to have an outdoor garden, okay, whatever, we got the basement too, right, I, there you go, there you go, we can make this work, <laughs> I mean, look, just like when it comes to finances and your health, do your research. So, with all this being said, whether for legal or illegal, depending on perspective, when choosing a destination with minimum chance of extradition, do the research in advance and always choose wisely. Because one mistake, and you could either be living in a terminal 
or an actual prison. Worst case scenario. Well, we know what that can be. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of this week's episode. But if this is your first time listening, by all means, go back, listen to some of the other episodes. You might find something that's very informative and maybe take you down a rabbit hole somewhere. For those of you that have already downloaded or plan on downloading the Wisdom app, follow the Take Podcast over there. Once again, I'll be doing talks there live and it'll be open forum. Come and join. As well as check out our Patreon. With that being said, as always, enjoy yourself, enjoy the day, and stay prosperous. Peace. Water broke from the spell and now I see. We are-